Welcome to Out of 100, the British Blacklist Review Podcast. This is where we'll be reviewing everything under screen, stage, literature and sound. We don't know what we're going to review until we say we're going to review it, so neither will you. It could be a TV show, it could be a film, it could be a play, it could be a book, it could be some music. If you've been following the website, you know we rate things out of 100. I'm Aquia Jamfi, fan of the British Blacklist. I'm with one of our new writers and reviewers. Hello, everybody. I am Nana Evans. And as Aquia said, I am one of the new writers and reviewers on the show. And I do some podcast interviews. So I am here today to share a couple of my out of 100. The first thing we're going to review, we're going to do Wicked, the new, uh, well, it's not the new musical. However, it's had a bit of a shakedown it's doing something groundbreaking for the uk guess what it is do you know what it is nana <laughs> i think most people would be able to guess what has taken place groundbreaking news wicked has not one not two but three black leads in the leading leading roles you have yes. alexia kadim who plays Elphaba, the wicked witch of the east lucy st louis or Lewis as Glinda the Good Witch. And we have Ryan Reed who plays Fierro. That is Ryan Reed who plays Fierro. We have an all black, well, majority black in prime position cast for a big fantastic musical called Wicked. Nana, do you want to tell us what Wicked is about? Okay, so Wicked, I guess, is it's yeah. like the origin stories of the Wizard of Oz. And it tells the of the Wicked of the East and her origin story. So we go into her her childhood and what took place to make her be seen as the Wicked Witch of the East. I had no idea about this before going. So I didn't know there was a book, no clues. So this was a great experience for me to go into a musical that I knew nothing about and experience it that way. I had the book when my daughter was like, maybe eight she could have been five i just know that her nurse her school did or was it her this is primary school yeah so either primary school could even have been nursery i can't even remember but there was a book club and because i'm an avid bookworm i bought the book and i thought this would be interesting and um, it's not an easy read like it's a thick book it's very dense but yeah. I, it's one of my favorite books it's so well written and i again i also didn't know what to expect from reading the book so i've always been a super super fan and i had the book before wicked was even a thing musical so i'm so excited to see it however dun 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 we're going to go through the list yeah and and have our basically what we're going to do is go over everything like the script the story the acting the characters and all that type of stuff and rate each section out of 100 and then hopefully we'll get like a final tally and um, that will give us the result okay so first up the scripts so for the script and story as it was delivered, I felt like there was lots of parts that could have done with a bit more work. And I know it's a musical that has been going on for years, but I still felt like there was lots missing to it. There was It was lacking in depth and a bit more script and story would have helped that along. We were being pushed along by music and the singing, which again, sometimes was very lackluster. So it wasn't really helping the story move. 
in the right direction like some musicals really can really like each song kind of pushes the narrative along a bit and I wasn't feeling that with this and we could have had even more dialogue or better songs I'm kind of with you so this is the second time of me seeing it and like I said because I had the book and I love the book so much I was so excited to see it. and my girls treated me a few years ago for my birthday and I came away feeling quite disappointed and I didn't know what it was, but I think it's exactly that. I think the story, and it, it really is one of those cases where you should never read the book before you see this play. Maybe I would have been surprised. I would have been like, oh, wow, the origin story. But the book gives you so much and the musical strips everything away. Mm. And I personally think that this story could have not been a musical. It could have been a play with song rather than a musical because it kind of undermined the depth of it. And I guess what we're saying, and for those of you who haven't seen it, and hopefully it's not spoilers in this way, but there's some politics underneath. Yes. Reading in between the line, and I think most adults in the audience would have been able to see the political stances that are within it. And for anybody that has watched um, The Wizard of Oz or really studied The Wizard of Oz, you know that there are lots of different metaphysical, political terms within it. And this is pretty much the same if you're reading in between the lines. So you would hope that the songs would have just had a little bit more meat or more dialogue because everybody in that cast was absolutely capable in their acting skills and they could have driven it a lot more with conversation as well. Yeah, I agree. There's class, there's race, not in the way that you'd expect it to be because it's not about black and white for sure. I think the strongest things that comes through for something that is political but maybe fails on some of the other bits is the question of good and bad, like who's good and who's bad, where society perceives someone who's considered pretty light and blonde and flighty as good. And we're talking about Glinda before she becomes Glinda the Good Witch or Glin- Glinda, or however she says it. <laughs> it's Berlinda. 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 Um, <laughs> and someone who's just maybe not so good looking or green and is a, a little bit more upfront, mm-hmm. unwavering and steadfast as Elphaba is, become maybe possibly bad. Yeah, definitely. That's all in there as well. The two sides of femininity is explored in the two witches, I guess. You do have the fair beautiful, loved, and then who would be considered the bad witch before she becomes a bad witch is considered ugly, aggressive, argumentative. All of those types of qualities are kind of shared between the two women. Those parts are really interesting and good for kids to be able to see what polarity is between the two main characters. Is a good part, just the script and song. <laughs> so what are we going to give the story out of 100? I'm going for 50. See, 50 was what was in my mind. But the second half is good. Okay, let's talk about the second half then before we give it the scores. After the interval, the second half, what was it about the second half that was a lot more enjoyable? I think because the storyline really had to move through Whereas the first half, you know, it's like establishing all of the different characters. So it was just slower. But once we got into the second half, I think almost every scene was moving the plot along. And I do think that the script and story was better. 
who knows maybe that could have just been the actors were warmed up a bit more i'm not sure but i just felt that the yeah the songs were stronger i definitely got tinkles in the second half which i really didn't at all in the first half yeah even though the story was slow in the first half, we got to understand the lay of land. We understood Elphaba's goals. We understood Galinda's goals. We understand where Box stood. And we didn't mention um, Elphaba's sister, Nessa Rose, played by Caitlin Anderson. She plays Elphaba's sister, who is not green. She is actually in a wheelchair. And even her dynamics being in a wheelchair, that there's a little bit of politics in that as well. Yeah, I think we're warmed up and then everyone comes into their own. And it is that the story, I think we're now understand everyone's goals what's going to happen and then yeah okay back to that story what are you giving it you're giving it 60 i'm giving it 60 out of 100 okay and i'm giving it 50 let's move on to the acting let's break down the leads as we said because we're here for the leads alexia kadeem as alphaba now alphaba is the wicked witch of the west um yes. she's green and she starts off quite Ernest and and also you know yes I'm green <laughs> deal with it seen it heard it bought the t-shirt you can tease me whatever and she's in charge of looking after um, Nessa Rose her sister who is in a wheelchair and you can see she's kind of that's been put upon her do you think Alexia Kadeem delivered the heart and soul of Alphaba she started off a bit shaky for me and she got into the role a lot better as the scenes were progressing but I would say definitely maybe the first 20 minutes I wasn't convinced and the first initial songs as well again I was like not sure about this I just didn't think she was strong enough but I get this was opening night and so nerves must have been on 100 that aside it was a fair performance but she started off rocky for me I think I believed her but I guess you never know what version of a witch you're going to get and i think because we've got the wizard of oz version where she's skinny hawk node and really looks like a green witch seeing a young i mean you can't tell she's a black girl either necessarily i mean you can see that her features are slightly rounded underneath the green makeup so not that i'm not sure if that had any effect on me at all but you can't see who she is you just see this young youthful person who's playing a witch that we've grown up knowing as an old hag so seeing her in a youthful state and again, from the book, there's a maturity that maybe wasn't there. But it, and again, it could be down to the words that are being de- that are being delivered and the way they're being ushered through the story. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe there's more time to explore her personality and character. She could have brought some more acting to the forefront. But I did. I got into it, but I don't know what I expected because it became just a musical. Slightly. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, even that is interesting because I flip in love musicals, but I know exactly what you're saying. There's there's still a layer of depth that you kind of want with the music. Yeah. But it shouldn't just be, oh, we're just singing. Yeah. And then something about the opening, it just felt like that. It felt like painting with numbers, like just we're going through the formula. I sing, you sing. And I wasn't really getting a depth to her character yet. It developed, but it wasn't there from from the off. That then leads me to think, because we've talked about the scripts already lacking, with musicals like this, you can't even break script and go off. So I think she handled the content very well. For the first night, I think she did very well. So I wasn't taken out of the story at all. But again, I'm looking for more because I th- I'm definitely going to stay in the fact that this shouldn't be a musical. So 
I want to see her in the non-musical version. And then, <laughs> so what about Lucy St. Louis, who plays Galinda? She was Galinda all the way through. Yeah, she was. Beginning when she's in school, like right to the end, I thought her character probably was the most developed, actually, yeah. in all of her portrayals. In every song, I think it was, yes, we know this is the good witch. Although she isn't perfectly good. And yeah. I liked that light and darkness to her character that we saw from her opening scene. Overall, I think she was like really, really impressive. She was very impressive. Now you said that, going back to Alexia as Elphaba, she did do a good job. I was thinking about that, the fleshing out of the character. And I think though this play has been around for a good couple of years, is it the script that doesn't quite know what to do with her? Or is it the actors that don't know how to sink their teeth into what's been delivered for them for how to play her? Because it's like there's a consciousness where you don't want to be too evil too soon or be do give too much of the bad witch because you're trying to humanise her. So her awkwardness, her insecurities, her standing out. It's a lot to convince an audience who've been used to the version that I've said. So just I was just thinking about that, her lack of development, maybe in the character. But anyway, yeah, Galinda, I have not much to say. She was good. There's an element of when you're bringing comedy into a musical of a story that you know to be political and serious, then it's like, it's slightly pantomiming. And that's another mm-hmm. reason why I don't think this play should be a musical. So some of her moments though were that which were funny and this is nothing to do with her performance it just grated me in the sense that I don't want to be laughing at this moment because I kind of want a deep play but that's not her fault no none of the characters <laughs> I feel you I feel you on that but, then, but she delivered all of the punches and the yeah. laugh and she delivered on all of those fronts yes, she did she did um Ryan Reed as Fierro <laughs> who play who's the prince is he a prince? No, he's just a well-to-do school lad. No, no, I think he's a prince. He's a prince. Yeah, he is a prince. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's a prince. Yeah, and um, um, he obviously go. You know, popular meets popular. Him and Galinda hit it off, and obviously, popular likes the awkward one again, like every other kind of rom-com schoolyard yes. show. The geek loves the prince, and the prince under you know has to battle with his popularity and his true feelings for the geek. So yeah, all of that. He made us laugh. His acting is better than his singing. Yeah. And fortunately, he had more acting parts than most people in it. Like he spoke way more, but his singing wasn't the greatest. And sometimes he was playing I am the prince. Yeah. A bit too much. There's a dial meter and he had taken it to 1000 in some yeah. parts. It was a little bit over the top at times. And because he's got the very straight stance, it was very much like he was acting from his chest. I just felt like I, the, he's physically fit and very good looking and all that type of stuff, like a typically handsome young man. But his chest was so up and he hasn't got... I, <laughs> I was thinking about a guy in school that used to, we used to call him pigeon chest because he had such... He looked like a red robin, like he had such a bird chest, very top heavy and very spindly legs. This guy is not. He's in proportion. However, his chest was so far forward, I kept thinking bird chest. Um, and he was acting from his chest rather than... But I get it. I guess he's been told to carry yourself like a prince, like a noble person. That was just coming through the whole time. It was too much, though. It was... Because at the same time... His character is also rebellious. Yes. You've been expelled from schools. You're a rebellious nature. It was, we're not seeing that unless you're saying it. There was just a level of physicality 
where it's like, no, you could do that in ceremony, but when you're just talking to this girl or you're just hanging about in school, we didn't need that high chest. No. They knew you were the handsome prince. Like, that was already done. But as you said that, when he was with Elphaba, there was a relaxed, which made sense. So maybe some of that kind of dialed down a bit. That, oh, I'm popular, and yet this strange madam I love, that came through as well because he is chest lowered. Ryan did a decent job. We must, I guess, give some grace to it being first night. Nerves would have been warped. He did a good job. And again, by the end, he'd settle into it, but possibly a bit more vocal exercises, please, Mr. Ryan. I mean, they had him dancing a lot. There was a lot of dance numbers that he was involved in and his dancing was impeccable. It was, it yeah. was great. And then you could really hear it when he had to sing. Keeping up, but sometimes the pitch was a little bit off. Just a little bit. Just a little. Is there anyone else that stood out? Nessa Rose was great. The woman who played headmistress yeah. is Madame Morrible. That's it. What? Wow. I'm just looking at her picture. She, that makeup was amazing because she, <laughs> she's like maybe in her 30s and... Serious? Yeah, she's young. She's actually young. I'm so damn surprised. <laughs> she was good. Every scene, again, was totally impressed. Yeah, she did her thing. The makeup was great. Definitely talk about Bok. A good, solid performance as well. Yeah, and the thing is, Bok has so much more presence in the book. He's in love with Glinda, and yet he's out of Glinda's league and eyelight. And so he, as a favour, settles Vanessa Rose. Joe Thompson Awari gave a great performance. Yeah, it would have been nice to have had that character developed a bit more. Also, he was like representing a class that was an underclass. Mm. So not having that clear interactions where he could talk a little bit more about him being an underclass, we would have got a bit more nuance to the society as well. I just, I would have liked that. But again, that is not Joe's issue in any way, shape or form. That is script. He's a munchkin, isn't it? And, you know, munchkin yeah. is such an important... Well, even they've got a backstory... They've got the backdrop of in Wizard of Oz, the actual film. But, yeah. you know, they're still like, we are the munchkin. They have a moment, and he didn't have a moment with his people. No. And it wasn't very distinctive that he was something or someone else. Okay, we've got Mark Curry as the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Was he trying to be American or Irish? I couldn't get the accent. I couldn't place it either. It was strange, because at some points I was like, is this an American? Mm but it wasn't coming through strong enough. And so because it wasn't coming through strong enough, it's like, well, maybe you should have done any other accent that you can do really strongly. Exactly. And again, it was quite camp and pantomime in a show that I want to not be a musical. So he didn't do a bad job. I just don't think it didn't particularly add much, really, I would say. Simeon Truby plays Dr. Dillamond, who's a goat teacher. And the narrative of it is about animals losing their rights. It's a glossing over of that story. We kind of get it, but not through any fault of his own. He had some, I think he delivered his lines. He he also had quite a few speaking lines. I don't think he sung at all, did he? Maybe one song, but definitely it was way more speaking. I mean, but as much as we saw him, he put on a good performance as well. All right. So what are we giving the characters out of 100? And the acting overall... Overall, for everybody, I am going to stick with 60. I'll up to 65 because I'm... No, I'm going to up to 70. 70 is a different space, isn't it? Some people are 70 and 80, definitely. But I think as an ensemble for everybody, 
Um, and I'm also including the chorus in that as well. Because some people in the chorus were absolutely great and other people I felt like they weren't really connecting with the audience. So there was, yeah, there was that kind of internal performance rather than to the crowd. But then some of them that did it to the crowd were too. But that's that thing about musicals. It's like, where do you show your super enthusiasm and where do you like stop smiling at me like you want to eat me? <laughs> or you're insane in the eyes. I don't like it's, it. It's not easy in a, not in a large auditorium like that as well to and convey your face to think of the people that are up at the top. Like, yes, so that yes, you see yes. it. And where we were, we were quite close. Yeah. So really seeing it. And I'm, think, I'm thinking of all of that. Like that's how big your smile has to be. Yeah. And some where we're not seeing anything. So that's not translating to the people at the top. <sighs> okay. I would give them 60. I'm going to go with 69.1. Okay. <laughs> got to be through we're supposed to do this in half an hour so directing again do you know what i find fat and i'm going to probably say this every time we review a play the creativity of sets astounds me and i don't know if, if when you're in theater it automatically makes sense but i have been to the theater so many times i'm like how did they even think <laughs> to use this particular thing in this particular way to convey this particular world it astounds me. I, I rate every set designer, even the ones who've done a bad job. It's like even just that, it's just the creativity. It so, is amazing, isn't it? So how they were directed. And again, I, we are coming at this, guys, as lay people. We are very much audience members. I know a lot more about film directing and TV directing than I do stage directing. So to make put that out there. So we probably will say a bunch of things that are wrong. Honestly, oh, let me speak for myself. Nana might be an expert, but um, I know a little bit more, a little bit more having studied theatre. Okay, so they were directed well, but how do you get directed on a script that that's lacking through the motions? You can only do what is there. And I think with the script that was handed, the direction was really good. Everybody was placed. The flow of the actors of the drama was done really well. They used yeah. the stage amazingly well. Um, you would have thought that there was loads of people on the stage because they were just placed and big movements. And yeah, it wasn't a huge cast at all, really. Yeah. To some musicals. I think the directing was good, actually, overall. The lacking on this one is the script, but the direction was good. So what would you give directing? I don't have much to say on directing. I'd actually give the directing 70. I'm going to copy you. <laughs> okay. Okay, costume. I know you love the costumes. The costumes are amazing. God, that is the highlight for me. Is the best part of Wicked <laughs> is the costumes. And for anybody that loves costumes, I think you'd have a thrill just going to see it for that. Yeah. Definitely, uh, um, yeah, just done oh, brilliantly, just so well put together. And there's there were so much details. <laughs> As a seamstress, there's just lots of little bits that you look into where their zips are, how quick they can get out of it. It was meticulous seams. Their shoes were on point. It was like totally like a regular choice type footwear. Yeah, 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 yeah they were. It was actually a regular choice. Um, that had been commissioned. Oh, it was just brilliant. I loved everything. The headwear on some of them. Some people were in like wraps and then it was like a hat that they had on. And yeah. 
flawless. Like, yeah, I loved the costume. Really, really good costume design. Um, I get the name of the costume designer. That is Susan Hilferty. She's done some stuff on Broadway and things like that. She's got a bit of a, a bit of a career. Well, I guess the quality is she has designed for over 350 productions. Yeah, there's that. So you know what you're going to get. This is somebody that is totally seasoned. The costumes actually really, really do make the show. So what do you want to give your costume? 90. Sure. I was going to say 90. <laughs> All right, let's go on to hair and makeup. Since we're in the, the, the looks department. Can I just say, guys listening... This is what's going to happen a lot. We're going to get black on things, right? Because being black, everything's political. You can't just watch things. Listen, let's just pause. PSA. If you're black here, and especially when you're living in a Western country, you can't help to look through things, the political black lens. You just can't. Everything matters. Everything has double entendre, triple entendre, loads of entendres. You cannot just relax. So when I was watching Wicked, Black girls playing Elphaba. Why is her hair not Afro? Yeah. Then I thought, black girl playing Galinda, the good witch. Her hair's curly for sure. It's blonde though. And then I thought maybe because um, Lucy St. Louis, she seemed quite fair skinned. I don't know if Galinda's ever been played by a dark skinned actress in Broadway or in the UK. And would that have been a factor that to convey the goodness of Galinda and her blondness, would she have to have been light-skinned? Is that, with, with them casting black, where they, where they think, well, she can't be dark-skinned? I probably would have gone with that convention to highlight the society issues. I probably would have gone with blonde. No, towards the end, Galinda's hair did become way more Afro. Yes, it did. I noticed that, and I was like, at least that was really nice for the wig department to actually do that to show that progression in her as well and in a way so how i saw it the symbolism of it she also became a little bit more conscious ah uh, yes it's like she had grown in her knowledge of the world she had also learned that good and bad are not poles apart and sometimes it's all about perspective so that i i saw her afro being like her original woke not the woke that has been co-opted but what would be deemed as woke before the black woke not the white woke the black woke when actually becoming conscious i think she went through that process so her hair was reflective in that Brittany johnson was the first ever black glinda in america on broadway she's quite brown oh yeah yeah she is she's still light but she's not she's light she's brown and i know in america she probably would be called dark skin because their their shade levels are different from ours over here yeah, definitely. But okay, anyway, that is an interesting one. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. so that, that's what I was thinking. And then on, on top of that, for some of the company, some of the... Which then I thought, okay, maybe then I could free myself of the politics that were burdening me in the moment because some of the black company had long, curly, like wavy wigs of a different hue that didn't match their skin. So there was all sorts of madness going on. And then some of the white company they had like curly and kind of afro looking textured and plaits there was like a wig for anyone in any house i don't think the wigs were race specific which also was okay but yeah. i did pause and think i wonder if elphaba should have had a bit of a afro textured hair style i feel like for the ensemble cast they definitely had such a range of different hair yeah 
it was quite interesting seeing the different iterations each time they came out. It, that was interesting. I would have liked Alphaba to have had that range where it was always just big, long, dark hair. That would have gone against character. She's not fussed about her hair, so her hair would not have changed. No, I would have liked her to have more to her hair than it just being like lanky, like long, curly, like just something else. I wanted more for her character. She, only when she was in her raging scenes where her hair did get big because she was raging, it, I just think it would have been nice if, if she was as dramatic as everybody else. The only thing I wanted was maybe a bit of texture. And again, that's like, you're not supposed to know she's a black girl. She's supposed to be green. So it shouldn't matter. But then why wouldn't a green person have Afro hair? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely could have had like If she had like Rudy from, you know, Shaka Khan hair or Rudy from Cosby Show hair, because her hair was always thick and long when she had it blow dry, that kind of, that thickness. I wouldn't have minded that some texture. But I don't think I would have wanted to see a style styled on her, maybe, you know, when she has a little bit of a glow up moment, something different, and then she got rid of it because that's not what she's about. I think it would have been against her character for her hair to be considered, too considered. I disagree. I, I would have liked more, even if it was just body. Okay, so what we're giving the hair and the makeup, I mean, the I must say, do you know what I noticed? By the end of the show, there was a patch that the green had worn out around her nose and mouth. And yeah. it's when I was thinking, but if I noticed it, I mean, everybody noticed it. Yeah, yeah, I totally was looking and I was like, she did go, uh, what, there was one scene where she wasn't on and she did come back and I think they had touched her up a little bit. Yeah. But by that point, she had such big numbers. Yeah, like, she sweated through. Yeah, it would just be too hard to keep that going. And um, <laughs> what can you do? Like her body was great really good stocking like amazing because i didn't know i was thinking that when she first came out and her hands were green i was thinking how far does the makeup go up i was like obviously that would make no sense to have to keep putting makeup on so yeah it makes sense that it's a stocking <laughs> the stocking was great it would be super hard to just keep that green yeah. going yeah on her face <laughs> constantly but it was good yeah i think makeup was quite good all right what are we giving makeup 65 I'm going to give makeup 75 because I think it was good. I must say, just before we move on to choreography, Galinda's final dresses, beautiful. Oh, so pretty. Oh, oh, my word. So pretty. Galinda's wardrobe anyway, like throughout everything, those are like priceless pieces. Like, And the way it fit her as well was, oh, just so exquisite. It was just like a glove all the time. Every single dress she wore was just so brilliantly yeah. placed on her body, like fit her beautifully, which in the same way I did think, I guess she had to be dowdy, but there's there's ways that um, she could have still been like as as matchy as Glinda. Yeah. And her, um, Alphabet's final dress was great. There is a whole lack with Alphabet's character in the whole thing that, kept on annoying me because it really is like she still is the main yeah and i don't know if that's purposeful so you really like identify that kind of overall lack that society has or maybe it was just triggering as a dark-skinned woman watching it there's lots of points that i identify with her but it it just kept on showing itself in the production as well and it was a bit annoying it was jarring for me watching it that's fair um choreography formulaic to me nothing special 
um, where you could even identify it as really unique to Wicked. We could have watched that routine anywhere in the West End and it would be like, yeah, it was good. We have James Lynn Abbott, who has done a lot of things, a lot of a lot of dancing, a lot of footloose even, those with amazing, lots of things. So James Lynn Abbott is a dance arrangement. It says dance arrangements. And you've got my, Mark Myers, US dance supervisor. So I guess that's a Broadway version. So James Lynn Abbott, and I've got to get onto my point, because again, back to being political, with my political hat on. There is a real problem in Broadway and West End. Let me not say Broadway, I don't quite know what goes on in Broadway. But you'd think for all the dancing that black people do, we do not get to choreograph a very many, if any, in the lead West End musicals, which is shocking to me, which also possibly is the reason why it's so formulaic and generic, because there's a very contemporary dance school, musical theatre way of doing it. So this is where like, I might not know the rules of musical theatre, but surely every play should get like a whole new heart and soul of the dance and music that goes around it. You would, you would think so. But, you know, with all institutions, it does have this formula of nepotism and who gets all the jobs and yeah. who keeps on getting the jobs. That's why I can't give this production any bonuses because no. that just felt like we could have been anywhere watching that same routine. Yeah. They could move that and place it somewhere else and it would be like, oh, yeah, it was a good routine. But there was nothing to suggest, oh, this is in keeping with Wicked. I saw anything unique in that, like the costume was so totally unique yeah. and stylized. You no, did not see that in the dance at all. At all. And same for the songs, I'm afraid. The music supervisor is Stephen Oremus. Stephen Schwartz, who is a American musical theater lyricist and composer, he's 75 years old, which means his career spans five decades. He has written such hit musicals as Godspell, Pippin and Wicked. So he's up there. The Prince of Egypt, he's contributed lyrics to. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Enchanted, which I love. But, you know, wow. Mr. Schwartz. I don't know about Wicked. No. I have not one song that I've come away from that I'm singing once at home, that I want to go and get the soundtrack. Not a one. There was one for me. And it's been out of my head already. That's what I'm but saying. But it was the... Two, the two witches singing together about um, our life is better for knowing each other. Oh, oh, that's the last song, right? Yeah. That, for me, was the only standout song. A complete guide to all the songs in Wicked. Okay. No one warns the Wicked. Dear old Shiz, The Wizard and I, What Is This Feeling? Um, something Bad, Dancing Through Life, Popular, I'm Not That Girl, One Short Day, A Sentimental Man, Defying Gravity, Thank Goodness, the Wicked Witch of the East, Wonderful, I'm Not That Girl, a reprise, As Long As You're Mine, No Good Deed, March of the Witch Hunters, For Good, Finale. So... Maybe For Good? No, maybe Maybe not. it's For Good. Yes, Elphaba and Glinda confront one another. Glinda begs Elphaba to release Dorothy, who she's holding captive, until she can get Nessa's ruby slippers back. Blah, 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 blah. I know and give heartfelt thanks for the friendship that changed them both for good. No matter what happens, they'll still be a part of each other. Yeah, yeah, that was For good, I think that was that. And then the finale. Um, and, and there was one song that Alphaba did 
like when she was totally like, I'm not going to be good anymore. You know, the one and, and the staging for it was like super dramatic. And oh, her, and she, her dress came out. Yeah. And, oh, well, that's the beginning of the interval or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was quite, and her voice did stretch and they yes. sang very well, but gosh darn, we're struggling. Like I went to see Lion King. I obviously, I know we have the cartoon, so we had that, but what there was one song that I didn't, hadn't heard before he lives in you i listened to that song on repeat it's so definitely lion king is one of the best ones and most of the time though you come out of a musical when you are a there's usually a couple i'm thinking of rent like there's a couple of songs that will really stick out and it's not like for the words i just think that for me they sung those two songs particularly well yeah and that's pretty much it. Same. There was nothing lyric-wise where I was like, that That was great, or that stayed in my head. What we want to just resonate with our chest and our soul and our hearts and our minds wasn't there, because even though the lyrics made sense, the songs blended into one. And the thing with those who love musical theatre, possibly, you know, you'll learn these songs in class, so you'll get a connection. But for those of us who don't haven't been through the musical theatre mill, these songs won't resonate, they, and they didn't. So... What will you give song? 35. I am going to go 30. I'm going to go 40. Because they weren't, they were not good. There was elements, you know, we didn't write, what did we say for choreography? Oh, so my ratings for choreography, average 50. I'm going to go 45 because it's whatever. It's whatever, it's whatever. All right, we're getting there, guys. We're getting there. So we've done song. I think that's it. Production design. And then we've got the last one for the culture. Production design. Is it one of the most amazing sets you've ever seen? No, but it was it was functional. It did well. It conveyed the world's... Because it, it had to do the school. It had to do Nessa Rose's house. It had yeah. to do the school ballroom. It had to do a bedroom, the girls' dormitory bedroom. It had to do a forest I had to do Oz's laboratory, which that I think was the worst room. I hated the wicked the Oz head. I hated it. And I know that's something from the film, but I just hated it. It was too loud and too. No, and it and it wasn't. It wasn't well done as well. That's also why the Wizard of Oz didn't really convey well because yeah. the set that he was in was also sh- was lame. Mm-mm-mm. Trying to think. The use of the screen when that was being used was actually really good. Yeah, it was quite genius in that. Yeah, yeah. The backdrops were great. I think for it being a West End show that it was good. When you go into how much tickets are yes. to see Wicked, I want to be absolutely wowed over and wowed. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Yeah. I agree. So I'm going to give mine, I'm going to give it 60 because I know what goes into it. I don't think they haven't thought about it, but I just wasn't enough. Yeah, I would say 60 as well. Because there's there's lots of elements that was great. It's just all out like, oh my God, that floored me. It wasn't that. But 60 is fair. Okay, so final one for the culture. Now this is usually for something that's all black or has theme black or has blacks in the lead in a way that it's obviously black. This is not a black musical. It's not a black story, though the politics are there. But what has happened is there are three black actors and actresses who have taken very front and centre roles in this show, which is groundbreaking, historical if you care about those things. So for the culture, 
what do you give Wicked with this this version of Wicked with Alexia, Lucy, and Ryan as our leads, three black actors and actresses. Musical theatre students. This would mean a lot. Yes. If this would be like a really big deal, it would inspire you to actually be like, I could have a lead in a West End musical that isn't like the black theatre production. But culturally, it's none of that because the nuanced parts that would have been great to actually show that it would be in the texture of the hair. There would be more celebrations to blackness than there is for it to really be like a culture shift. It's not that. Yeah, it's not that because, again, it's not and it's not a black play. And we're not guys who are super, super fans of Wicked. We're not saying it has to become all black and talk about black and be black. We're not saying that. But again, for the culture, right, it doesn't shift anything in the culture. And also... Colorblind casting is a bit of a thorn in my side as we go to more theatre plays, especially we can explore where it works and where it doesn't work. I'm not always a fan of it because I think then you don't get to just have a chance to have black stories in the West End where they should be. Where are the new black British or UK theatre stories that can that can transcend the fringe theatre world into West End? So... For the culture, not sure. Definitely for the musical theatre student that's like, oh my God, I can literally play Glinda or Elphaba. That's amazing. That's always good to know that you're not yeah. relegated to Lion King because literally every black actor and actress goes through Lion King. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's a 40 for the culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's a 40. I was really trying to think of how it, it would have more points, but there are ways that you can do it. And I think that is in is hair. There's there's just lots of nods that you can put forward to culture. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't there. 40. Yeah. Righty ho. So in one sentence, describe wicked. In a sentence, I would say wicked is a very standard West End play with sprinkles of genius. Oh, shit. That was a good one. My <laughs> sentence is... <laughs> well done, Alexia, Lucy and Ryan. Long may we be able to play the characters of our dreams. I love it. It's nice. Encouraging. However... I thought you said it had to be one sentence. That is. Dot, dot, dot. However, Wicked is not so wicked. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because that's like Wicked Man. <laughs> okay. So, for all our scores, Nana's review of Wicked is 58.9 out of 100. And my review of Wicked is 59.9 out of 100. So should we round over to 60? No. no? It's the- <laughs> it is what it is. No, 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 for real. Fair. Fair. Okay. 